I didn't do it loud either, like like he did in the movie. No. Good morning, Vietnam. There we go. How how uh, how'd that peak out on the how'd that peak out on the recording? <laughs> we are Pod Bros, as you heard. We have a guest in the studio. I'm Luke. That's Nick, and we have our friend Andrew in the. Uh, in the in the studio with us today as our special guest. Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, we are a production of Sound Bros Productions. Productions. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, we're on uh, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, uh, Google Play, iTunes. Um, check us out. Share us with your friends. Um, just a, uh, public service announcement coming from pod bros. Um, the, uh, we have some, uh, uh, work events coming up this next, uh, couple of days and this next week. So the uploads may be later in the evening, um, and or earlier in the morning. Um, so just as opposed, you know, because we're so consistent so far, you know, on our, uh, on our upload times. Um, so yeah, so there's that, um, happy new year, happy new year. It's, uh, it is new year's day. I went to a, uh, new year's party last night and stayed entirely too late. Um, I ended up going to bed this morning, um, at around six o'clock, um, AM. And that was a sober party. I didn't even drink, which is, uh, ridiculous. It's good, but you know. Who stays that late at a sober party? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the roads were relatively clear. I hope everybody made it home uh, safe last night. Nobody got hurt. Um, I haven't seen any news on on any uh, on any roads that are are rough. So um, yeah. So there we are. Yeah. Police activity was at a surprising minimal when I was driving home at. 1 a.m., which is when I feel like everybody else would have been driving home from their parties. Yeah. No, they I usually... I saw a bunch of cops, though, on my way in. And a few on my way out, but surprisingly minimal as well. No, I, I would, I would say that typically, at least I've noticed on certain holidays, the cops don't have, like, a big presence until, like, 2. Because hmm. that's when all the bars let out, and that's where they're oh, going to okay. make all their money. Oh, that makes sense. The average cost of a DUI is ten thousand dollars. By the way, don't get DUIs. Don't drink and drive. Yeah, don't drink and drive. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's the noise of you not being ready. Oh, I've been ready actually. That's the noise of you being dumb. Then I've been talking for the last what two minutes? It's only been two minutes. It usually goes really. You you start talking and you're like, oh, yeah. I've been talking forever. Yeah. And you yeah. haven't been talking for that long. So yeah. what do you got over there, Sparky? Anything good? How do you throw a space party? Ooh. You plan it. <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, good that lord. That was cringeworthy. So, all right. Well, I've got a, I've got a unique story here. Um, this came out uh, the day before Christmas this last year, um, actually, in Colorado. Um, a Colorado man, um, and, of course, my... Uh, my phone is going to take its, or my computer is going to take its sweet time here. Um, so Denver, Colorado, a man with a white beard is being held at $10,000 bond for allegedly robbing a Colorado bank and then throwing the stolen cash into the air while shouting Merry Christmas <laughs> to passerbyers, police, and local media, reported on Tuesday. Nice. David Wayne Oliver, 65, was arrested at a nearby Starbucks coffee shop after he held up the Academy Bank in Colorado Springs on Monday afternoon, according to a police report. 
Police said the suspect had threatened the use of a weapon, left the bank with an undisclosed amount of cash. A police spokesperson could not immediately be reached for comment, but Colorado Springs uh, television station KKTV reported that eyewitness uh, Dion Pascal recounted Oliver stepping outside the bank and tossing money all over the place. <laughs> he started throwing money out of the bag before yelling, Merry Christmas, the TV station quoted Pascal as saying. Pascal said by t- bystanders retrieved some of the money and returned it to the bank as Oliver walked to Starbucks, sat down, and appeared to be waiting for police to arrest him. Um, the Denver Post quoted police as saying thousands of dollars remained unaccounted for, adding that there was no indication Oliver used a weapon in the heist. Oliver pictured in police mugshots with gray and white hair and a full white beard is being held at the El Paso County Jail and is set to make his first court appearance on Thursday. Jail records showed it's not clear from the records if he has an attorney. So, uh, Santa Claus. It's a different type of Santa Claus, huh? Santa Claus, a.k.a. Oliver, is uh, resorting to robbing banks because apparently business in the North Pole must not be going <laughs> it's, so well. It's down. It's down. <laughs> People don't believe anymore, so he's going to rob a blank and throw money. <clears throat> Do you have any Honestly, he doesn't him? look... I mean, he, he's got that look like most people look like in a mugshot, you know, but... <laughs> But he also doesn't have that look. Like, he's got that look like he's just a jolly old guy that was like, you know what? I'm going to do something ridiculous for Christmas. Must have been something on so the So he list. threatened the use of a weapon, but he didn't actually have a weapon. Just Christmas cookies. So it wasn't armed. Yeah, it wasn't armed robbery, right? So, I mean, what is... I mean, outside of the money that he stole, like, what... I wonder what the recourse is in that regard, you know? It's like a modern day, like we have so many of those different types of stories, like it's modern day Robert, Robin Hood, you know? Yeah. Robbing the rich to give to the poor on Christmas. I heard that so. he's gone to a uh, 30 day rehab program from Christmas cookies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I was him, instead of throwing the money, I think I would have left and gone like right to like a, you know, like a homeless shelter or an old folks home or, uh, no, not an old folks home, like a, like an orphanage or something like yeah, that, yeah. you know? And, and like anonymously left them like stacks of cash, you know, and then thrown the money. So they're like, "Well, where's all this other money? I have no idea what you're talking about." That's all I took. I would have, gone you know, and like yeah, bless the kids. Yeah, and but stuff, typically you know? that money has the the dye packets in it. Oh, that's true. That's true. You're a bunch of little kids running around with blue faces <laughs> or red faces or red, red faces or whatever Smurfs. color it is. Who Tommy, did you rob out? a bank? <laughs> Orphanage arrested on suspicion of bank robbery. <laughs> all the kids are held in juvie. Santa left all this all this money for us. You know, he dropped and then, it down the chimney. Well, and unfortunately, in some cases, those poor kids would be like, "Yeah, we went to prison. It was way better than the orphanage." I don't know what's wrong yeah, with right? you guys. Right. Oh man. So anyway, uh, I think that's. I don't know. I that guy's. I, I would say that guy's my hero. If if I was. I don't know. If I was the bank, I'd be like, how much was it? You know, if it's under a certain amount, just be like, chalk it up to loss and call it good. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even press charges. But then again, the other part of that, too, is that you're corporate. So you kind of have to to dissuade other people from doing that, you know? Yeah, you can't just have people lining up <clears throat> Santa Claus. Although, although, although banks do have a uh, – banks nowadays don't – they have a no uh, – they have a no argument policy. I've talked to a number of bankers where they they are literally it is in the policy of the bank. The bank says you uh, money is replaceable. You are not. If a robber comes in and threatens you and demands money, they're they are required to give the money. Oh, of course. Per yeah. the bank, per the bank. And so if you're, I mean, if you're if you're smart enough about it, which of course if you're robbing a bank, then you're not very smart. But um, if you're smart enough about it, then you know you probably could get away with it. Well, they have, if you did it right, maybe. the thing is, they have. But they give you the money that has the die in it. They give you the money that has the die in it. They and the other side of it, of course, is now everything has cameras. So yeah, I mean, getting that's... into a place quickly, you would have before to... they silent alarm. Well, you would the, without your face being shown. Is, you know, is all is that is stuff. You'd, so. you'd have to wear like, you'd have to wear like gloves, and like a full body suit that prevented anything from getting out. Right, and then like have like a fake face on. Oh. Yeah, that's actually you just have to wear a Santa so Claus that, but costume. but in such a way that you you know that you don't look like a robber until yeah. you're actually robbing. Until you're at the bank, or or don't look like a robber at all, and it's not even your face, and they can't match it. You right, know? that's what I mean. Like you you'd have to go. I mean, contacts and like full prosthetics on your face, right. and 
like you said, wear a wear like wear be wearing like a a suit underneath with like one skin colored gloves suits. or one a morph, morph suit. Yeah, <laughs> morph suit underneath your clothes that yeah. kind of so that none of your skin cells and none of the your DNA nothing gets yeah, out. I'm, you know. I mean, I feel like if you try to rob a bank, there's there's so many cameras though. It's, um, I mean, whether you're doing that or not, they're gonna track you with. It's the vehicle. The, it's the, the money. Yeah, it's yeah the, but you, you know, if you're if you're really, if you're really good at robbing a bank, I mean, you have a getaway car that you can ditch, and you have clothes that you can ditch. You know, yeah, everything that you everything that you use for the robbery, you can ditch, so you can keep the money. Yeah, but then again, the the side of that is how much money you're gonna make because, right? I mean, if you go robbing a bank just from the tellers, you're gonna walk away with what? Maybe a couple grand. Maybe ten thousand, like in the story. May, well, he's being held on ten thousand dollars bond. Oh wait, I thought it, it was, was. Yeah, it's ten thousand dollars. Oh, they didn't say how much. They it's undisclosed. They don't know. They said bystanders returned some of the cash, but thousands are unaccounted for. Yeah. So, and I mean, depending on what town you did it in, I mean, if you did it in our town, the police would be there within probably three minutes. So you know. Yeah, relatively quick. You're gonna have um, to. And the other side of doing it in our town is that. As soon as anyone catches wind of it, you are probably going to get shot. Yeah, that is one of the things, which is why. Hey, we're gonna. I'm gonna go there for a moment. Um, this is why the um, uh, the credit union in Prescott Valley keeps getting robbed because they have a sign on their front door that doesn't allow fe- that doesn't allow weapons in the building. No. Um, so you can't actually. And so keep, people people know that it's an easy target. And so target. people know that it's a it's a soft target. Yeah. And they can go there. Um, I haven't actually heard of any of the chases being robbed around here. No, the only um, other place I've ever heard of being robbed is, that, is the, the, the is one the across National the street, Bank. National Bank or the whatever. National Bank. And I and, and I don't know if they have a sign up. And now. that was no, that was only like once or twice, and it stopped happening. And in that case, the guy. It was really funny because the guy uh, he wrote a note and slid it through the thing, and it had his name on the note. <laughs> Dork. He gave him a business card. No, was it one? Of, <laughs> was it one of his deposits? Like was he a banker there? No, no, no. He wasn't. He, I think he wrote it on a deposit slip, but put his name on the deposit <laughs> slip. And like this is, Stupid. give me this money. He had like a, he had like a little like, like a little flip out knife or something like that. <coughs> okay, so, so here's something ridiculous. I, since I have all the ridiculous stories today, um, a what performance you- artist who ate a banana taped to a wall. That was an artwork valued at $120,000. Good Lord. Said his actions were not vandalism and he does not regret his snack at Art Basile in Miami Beach, Florida. I decided in the morning that I was not too hungry, so I spent another two hours at the Basile and I ate it. Performance artist David uh, Detuna, who was born in Georgia, the former Soviet Republic, told uh, reporters in New York on Monday. Artist... um, Marizio Catlan's piece, a banana duct tape to the wall, and called Comedian, sold for $120,000. That is ridiculous. Are you saying that I can duct tape fruit to a wall? He literally duct taped a piece of fruit to the wall, called it Comedian, and it sold for $120,000. This is what's wrong with the world. People will spend ridiculous amounts of money on drivel. On drivel. And yet here we are. I should probably be doing something. I need to be doing something like that. I'm in the wrong business, man. I'm going to throw up on a wall, just, swirl it around a little bit, and call it. I'm just curious about something. And about. call it mosaic. Yeah, like what, what, what do you a, call what do you call a theatrical performance um, so about puns? What is it? A play on words? Good God! <laughs> um, first of all, he said, "I very respect this artist." For me. He's one of the top artists in the world. And I think that this is the first one in art history where one artist can eat concept art for another artist. Please ask me. You eat banana? Physically, it was a banana, but a banana is just a tool. So usually I eat the concept art. You know. He added that the artwork tasted good. Mm. You know, I'm. it's actually a good thing he ate it because otherwise it would have been a waste of a perfectly good banana because the, the artwork was... Uh, I yeah, mean, whether it was valued at one hundred and twenty thousand dollars or not, the bananas go does bad. It, does it, so here's so here's the question: so though. This guy, this does it does it gain value as it rots on the wall? Yeah, probably. I don't, I don't know. know. But here's the thing: so 
So he said, it's it's not like, again, vandalism. It was art performance for me. And absolutely, I'm not sorry. I called the performance, performance hungry artist. Yeah, because I was hungry and I just ate it. <laughs> Did he make money off of it, though? Um Represent, representatives of the place where it was uh, immediately were not av- am- available for comment. The identity of the buyer was never disclosed by the gallery. <laughs> Catlin previously created his 18-karat gold toilet that New York something museum offered to lend the U.S. President Trump in 2018. The $5 million toilet was stolen from the British Bendelum Palace in September. Pablo so it's the same... Uh, <clears throat> it's the same artist that does all the... Nothing says luxury like a gold toilet. Yeah, I'm going I'm to poop on gold. Right? I mean, Pablo Escobar did it, so... Eh. Oh, I have another Santa Claus story. You know, I bet the person who created uh, a door knocker won a Nobel Peace Prize. He won't stop even if we ignore him. So, Uh, Paris, in a change of scene, Santa Claus is donning flippers and a diving mask along with his traditional red and white outfit to scuba dive in a a Paris aquarium as he teaches kids about global warming and climate issues during the festive season. The aquatic Santa, a professional diver and biologist, may be found swimming among the fishes, even a zebra shark, every day during the holiday weeks. The show is part of the aquarium activities aimed at educating children about environmental issues, including global warming, loss of biodiversity, and extreme weather as a result of climate change. Hey, uh, newsflash, everybody. In the future, your presents will be delivered via submarine instead of sleigh. So. Yeah, right? Yeah. Thank you, Santa Claus. Santa Claus showed up in a submarine. If you're landlocked, so, good luck. Well, so I mean, it's not going to matter. All your houses so they're, they're saying that yeah. So they're saying that Santa won't. That yeah. the ice melting is going to cause problems for Santa? Is that what the issue yeah, is? Yeah, I mean, I, I have no I, Honestly, I have no idea. Because yeah. his reindeer fly. Well, yeah, but. Which has nothing to do with the ice. Yeah, who knows? But, I mean, all the houses are going to be, like, like covered by water, so it's easier to take Because like, if everything melts, we'll be all underwater? Oh, is that what they're saying? Yeah, yeah that's so what they're what about, what about when the polar ice caps were completely melted? I mean, they have no data from that time. So but I mean, there are maps from that time. Yeah, there are there are there are naval maps from that time period, where there was no uh, polar northern polar ice region, um, and they don't show any significant increase of ice. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I think if I uh, reading some of this data right on the on the polar ice caps, as the northern ice caps melt. The southern ice caps are freezing. Correct. It tra- they shift. They shift back yeah. and forth. And as the polar ice caps melt faster, the <laughs> southern um, ice caps freeze <clears throat> faster. They freeze at almost the at almost a parallel speed. So even if the northern ice caps were to completely melt to nothing, it would just mean that there'd be more ice in the south. In the south. Well, it's Paris, and Paris is known known for ridiculousness. Because in docks, France, right, the ducks on a small French small holding may carry on quacking. I read this before. Oh, yeah, yeah, we read that. But they actually have been approved for their quacking now. Oh, okay. Yes. So a French court ruled on Tuesday rejecting a neighbor's complaint that the bird's racket was making his life miserable. You know why, right? Why? Because the French people are a bunch of quacks. Truth. If you're French, we're not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Well, which is kind of weird, though, because don't we call French people frogs? Yeah, so I don't understand where the quack came from. Um, so, yeah. So, so remember, all those, remember all those cow jokes I was telling yesterday? Yes. So there's another one on this list that oh, I have Lord. that I'm going to add in because it's really funny. What do you call a cow with two legs? Lean beef. <laughs> two legs on one side. Because if it's two legs on the back, it wouldn't really be leaning. It'd be yeah, it would. It'd be leaning back. It'd be leaning back or forward. I it guess that's right. No, the only way that it wouldn't really be leaning is if it was one front leg and one back leg. <laughs> and then it would. Then be you would call it wobble. It would be balanced beef. Uh, ah, not part of a balanced diet. <laughs> part of a balanced diet. <laughs> Make sure you eat your meat, ladies and gentlemen. What Don't was wrong with the cross-eyed so teacher? Much. 
She couldn't control her pupils. Wow. <laughs> you know, I used to be afraid of hurdles. Then I got over it. <laughs> <laughs> so the husband turns to his wife and says, Ah, it's lovely weather outside today. Shall we go out for a quick jog? And the wife says, Ah, I love the way you pronounce. Shall we go out and have cake? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Optimist, the glass is half full. Pessimist, the glass is half empty. Mother, why didn't you use a coaster? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh. The realist, the cup is always full, no matter what you put in it. Because there's air. I have a crappy story. The feminist, the cup is being raped. Wow. Wow. Uh, rape culture. 101. Uh, Philippine You're not student supposed to say it again. Now turns, I have to edit out both of them. Turns, no, we don't. We'll just leave it in there. Who cares? <coughs> <coughs> Philippine student turns littered dog poo into bricks. <laughs> a group of secondary school students in the Philippines have found a way to convert poo from stray dogs into a mixture for bricks, aiming to rid city streets of excrement and potentially even lower construction costs. As part of a research project, eighth graders in the Paetus district north of the capital, uh, Manila, gathered an air-dried dog feces, which were then mixed with cement powder and molded into rectangular bio-bricks. Our streets will really be cleaned up, the student science class advisor told uh, Routers. He hoped local government and corporations would sponsor the students' research to help upgrade production. Dog ownership in the Philippines is unregulated, and rules on taking care of pets are only loosely implemented, leading to a large number of stray dogs. The students say their biobricks are ideal for sidewalks, pavements, or small structures like backyard walls. Each brick contains 10 grams of dog poo and 10 grams of cement powder, and has a faint odor that the group says will fade with time. This house this smells, house really smells like crap. You, you know, I, I, just, I just, like, I heard of this. In... What a crappy building project. <laughs> uh, it's a crappy story. What a crappy story, but, uh, you Man, know. You know they can crappy use, when you're done reading this, you're going to crap bricks. They could use this technology. <laughs> they could they could really use this technology to clean up the streets in San Francisco and solve, oh, the, gosh, house, yes. and solve oh. the housing crisis at oh, the same time. Oh, yes. Or Los Angeles at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Portland. So then, for the problem with so those... then you could say that I'm in a house that I pooped with my own hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of built. Well, with I mean, hands. we have enough poo that comes out of us on a regular basis. I mean, you average average person has a BM what twice a day, right? Two or two or three times a day. Depends on how much espresso I drink. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I have maybe one or two. It also depends on how much Mexican food I eat. Sometimes five. <laughs> Yeah. Or how many times you eat at McDonald's Some, or Taco Bell? Sometimes yeah. five. Depends on how many times you eat at Taco Bell. How many times Bell. you eat at Taco Bell. Today was, today was a few. I'm wow. on number Good four Lord. already. Okay, thank you. You've only been up for like two hours. I know. It's horrible. Have you lost weight? I feel like I have. I hope you feel a poop little your, bit better. Poop your way to a skinnier you. Skinnier you. The new diet by Sound Bros. <laughs> it's a bit of a crappy diet, but it does the job. Uh, so you got anything over there? You're you're scrolling through. Yeah, uh, you find you anything know, fun? You know, from last night's uh, New Year's Eve antics, um, I found a story on the uh, New York Post. Uh, Steve Harvey is stunned after Rob Gronkowski spikes Lego head on New Year's Eve. He spiked a Lego head, like so, yeah, yeah. So spiked a Lego head. According Gronk spiked Lego Steve Harvey, and Steve. Oh, <laughs> Harvey was not happy. That's funny. Uh, uh, Harvey commentates, "I don't want to work with him no more." <laughs> just, just so Gronk. Gronk Gronk got crazy and spiked a Steve Harvey Lego head. Yeah, so Rob Gronkowski spoiled Steve Harvey's New Year's Eve. The former Patriots tight end end antics left Steve Harvey incredulous Tuesday Tuesday night 
during New Year's Eve with Steve Harvey on Fox when Gronkowski took a Lego model of Harvey's head and spiked it to the ground as he did with footballs during his NFL career. That's awesome. The head completely broke apart. Oh, it was. Oh, it was. So it was. It was a built Lego head. It was a head like all smart small pieces. Yeah. Of, and of he just shattered Steve Harvey. it. It was Steve Harvey. It was a Steve <laughs> so, Harvey bust. So made why of did he do that though? Uh, you know, it says uh, Gronkowski flexed afterward before kicking some of the Legos around. Uh, and uh, are you serious? Harvey said on on air in Times Square after the Gronk spike. I don't want to work with him no more. Why is he here? Why are you here? What is wrong with you? You're mentally imbalanced. Oh, so it was, think, it, was, it, was a, it was just a it was just an attention move. I you think know, I think that there are a lot of people that feel that way about Gronkowski. I, what? I, I would, that he's mentally unstable. I would I would feel the same. I mean, he probably got smacked in the head around a little bit, you know. Well, he's he's been playing football for a while. Well, that and he played for the Patriots. So. <coughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. Don't no, even, no, no. Don't even no, go no. there. You're in the room with two Patriots fans, <laughs> oh. Sparky. I better. Uh, I better, I better yeah, we, 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 right won't, we won't go there. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. We're, we're not, no sports. Um, we don't we don't do sports ball in here. We don't do so. sports ball. Okay, that's, that's but that is, was a good story. This is um, the closest we will ever get to sports, to sports at all ever. Yeah, go sports ball. You know, I just I did see I like watched a little bit and like Gronkowski looked he he was he was like uh, he was raging a little bit. Oh really? Yeah, he was raging. He he looked uh, you know he angry. Was, he was pretty fired up. Maybe he had a. Too many espressos. Too many Red Bulls for yeah, that too, day. Too many Red Bulls to keep to stay up late Jeez. past his bedtime. It's kind of like past Gremlins. my bedtime. Why am I still here? Kind of like Gremlins. You let them stay up too late. You feed them. <laughs> they morph into this other thing. You know? <laughs> the Gronk. All right. So here's something. Another random. I, I'm reading from all over the world right now. So in South Korea, um, there is a uh, uh, South Korean service is offering free funerals, but only to the living. More than 25,000 people have participated in mass, quote-unquote, living funeral services um, at the Healing Center since it opened in 2012, hoping to improve their lives by simulating their deaths. Once you become conscious of death and experience it, you undertake a new approach to life, said 75-year-old Cho Ji-hee, who participated in a recent living funeral as part of a Dying Well program offered by his senior welfare, welfare center. Dozens took part in the event, from teenagers to retirees, donning shrouds, taking funeral uh, portraits, penning their last testaments, and lying in a closed coffin for about 10 minutes. University student uh, Choi Jin Q said his time in the coffin helped him realize that too often he viewed others as competitors. When I was in the coffin, I wondered wondered what use use that is, said the 28-year-old, adding that he plans to start his own business after graduation rather than attempting to enter a highly competitive job market. South Korea ranks 33 out of 40 countries surveyed in organizations for economic cooperation in development and development's Better Life Index. Good grief. Many younger South Koreans have high hopes for education and employment, which have been dashed by by a cooling economy and and rising joblessness. It is important to learn and prepare for death even at a young age, said Professor... Uh, whatever his name is. I am horrible with uh, uh, Asian names, apparently. A doctor at the Asan Medical Center Pathology Department who has written a book about death. In 2016, South Korea's suicide rate was 20 per 100,000, which has almost doubled the global average of uh, 10.53, according to the World Health Organization. Funeral company uh, began offering the living funerals to help people appreciate their lives and seek forgiveness and reconciliation from family and friends, who uh, uh, said this guy who heads the healing center. He said it is heartened It is heartened when people reconcile at a relative's funeral, but it is saddened that they wait that long. So they're, they're speeding up their process. We don't have forever, he said. That's why I think this experience is so important. We can apologize and reconcile sooner and then live the rest of our lives happily. Occasionally he has dissuaded those... Occasionally, he has dissuaded those uh, contemplating suicide. I picked out those people who have asked themselves whether they can actually commit suicide, and I reversed their decision. Uh, The message of personal value resounded well. I I want to let people know that they matter, 
and that someone else would be sad if they're gone. Happiness is in the present. That's awesome. That's actually really cool. The, you know, cool. there's a guy in China who... Um, there's a lot of guys in China, but there's a specific guy in China? There's a guy in China <laughs> who... Um, there's a there's a there's a there's a couple of massive bridges in China. We were talking about that the other day. Yeah, the longest bridges in. Um, this is one of this is actually a, a traffic bridge, not a not a high speed railway bridge, and people go there and jump off and commit suicide all the time. And this guy goes and talks people down. Uh, he's up to two hundred, isn't he, or something like that? More than that. More than that now, yeah. where he goes and befriends them and takes them. Mm-hmm. He has a house real close, and he takes them home and yeah, he talks them down and stuff. And There's actually a couple gives of them, them food and whatnot, and uh, it's it's kind of crazy. That, you know, you get these people that are, you know, talk them down off the ledge. Just so. their life. I mean, that guy has a great purpose in life. Absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, the doing, well, you know, doing I what think... he does and knowing, knowing that he does what he does probably is extremely fulfilling. Um, oh, yeah. No, without question. You know. Well, I think, I think the hard part is the world that we live in, you know, there can be so many overwhelming things, you know, lack of money or... A place to live and you can be homeless or you can, you know, be addicted to something and you can just, you can get so overwhelmed with life that you begin to believe and feel like, uh, your life is not worth anything. And, um, you know, your life is sacred. It's special. Um, it's worth, it's worth more. So always it's the bottom of the hour. It is the bottom of the hour. Would you like to tell them who we are? We are Sound Bros. Productions. 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 And this is Pod, Pod Bros. Bros. Pod Bros. Pod, Pod Bros. Pod Bros, guys. A production of Sound Bros Productions. Did we already said that? Productions. I want to say it again. Productions. Pro- productions. Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Google Face Play, Pace. Face Pace. Face Pace? Face Pace. It's a new website I'm developing. Fake paste, news. Paste your face. Paste your face. Paste your face. So I'm curious about something. Face paste. During this time of year when it's really cold outside, yes. how do you keep warm? I don't know. How do you keep warm? Stand in the corner. It's 90 degrees. Dear goodness. That hurt a lot. Dear goodness. Uh, so what bottom do? of the hour. I'm going to curl do, up in the fetal position. We do the, we, tell that we do the bottom of the hour. Would you like to do the weather? Maybe. We could, al- we could ask Alexa. I'm curious though about something else. We should bring Alexa on the show. What what did the uh, what did the alien say to the pitcher of water? Take me to your leader. To your <laughs> stupid. What do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear. <laughs> now I'm hungry. How did Darth Vader know what Luke was getting him for his birthday? could sense his presence okay you're gonna do the the weather now or what oh man there's so many more of these okay we'll come back to this let's do the weather okay whether or not weather 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 it is 43 degrees right now Yay! Well, it feels a lot warmer outside. It's it does so actually, beautiful. and it wasn't really cold last night either. It's beautiful and sunny, and it's blinding. It's clear outside. It's blindingly bright outside. It's great. If you ever are like lacking, it is clear outside, isn't it? In your life, just come visit Arizona. We have. It is clear outside, isn't it? You were it's, outside a little while ago. It's very, very clear. Yeah. It's, uh, you know. It was a little overcast this morning. <laughs> it was kind of like that, <coughs> kind of like gray overcast, but it's pretty clear and I, sunny right now. I didn't wake up that early, but. I didn't get up until almost noon. Oh, so. I get up at 7 every morning, so. I woke up at 7.30, like normal, even though I went to bed at 6. <laughs> My body was like, it's time to get up. So, uh, anyway. That was, that was the start of my uh, my daily, what we were discussing earlier. That's why I'm at 4 already, because I did that one already. Mm, gotcha. You cheated! I didn't cheat. Then I went back to bed. She just wakes up in the middle of the night. No, speaking Oops. of which. Speaking of I which. Do. I do. Was it I do. I wake up in the middle of the night Luke, and poop, okay? Luke, I'm curious about something. Was it because you had too many SpaghettiOs? You had a vowel movement? It's from my alphabet soup. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
We it's gonna be I pretty like, much. I like spaghettios. Actually, it's gonna be pretty much the same all the way through next week. Uh, high near the upper fifth mid. Actually, it'll be it'll be lower fifties until um, about Friday or Saturday. And then it's gonna be in the upper fifties. Hmm. We might even get up into the sixties. Uh, no, we're gonna stay in the fifties. Never mind. I looked at the the long for long term forecast. That's cool with me. Ah, that was good. <laughs> See, and he didn't even have one out. Nice, nice, very good. So says the skinny kid in the studio. <laughs> and it'll be it'll be mostly clear because I'm you know, warm. So. I'm warm all the time. I mean, I'm not warm all the time. I just uh, you, you know if you, if your if your mom and dad taught you to uh, put layers on though when you were a kid. It, it, it prevents you from freezing to death later. Yeah, true. So and, I, and we were taught to I'm do I'm curious layers. about something. How do you feel about uh, <clears throat> this new bill they're trying to pass to restrict vape flavors? How do I feel about it? Oh, um, that's right, because you're the resident vapor in the room. Oh, gosh. Yeah, put me on the spot. Um, what I, I If you were evil, you'd be Darth Vapor. Darth Vapor. Anyway, um, continue. Yeah, you know, I think it's just... just Help. <laughs> I'm being held against my will. <laughs> to me, to me it's, it's really sad because uh, I'm an advocate of the vape industry. Um, they've actually helped a lot of people. Um, I would rather put a couple chemicals into my body than 4,000, which is what's in a cigarette. Um, right. Okay. And, you know, nobody – this – when the vaping industry came into light, it – it wasn't a big issue. Nobody cared. Everybody was just like, oh, whatever, you're vaping. I mean, shoot, I remember, sorry, I remember you could, uh, phone dropped on the floor, whatever. <laughs> That's kind um, of directional. You kind of have to be in front of it to talk. Yeah, yeah I, I realize that. <laughs> um, but I remember a couple of years ago when I started vaping, you could literally <coughs> like walk into a restaurant and be vaping and nobody, nobody would even care. Cared. Yeah. Um, well. But as soon as it turned into a billion dollar industry and threatened uh, the big tobacco and thus threatening by threatening big tobacco it also threatens the big pharma as well right it uh and this might be controversial but it it became a threat and it turned into a billion dollar industry and then those companies started to attack it um and that's really sad because just people find a better way to do something and the second they do that then that new technology gets attacked and so so you said something at the beginning, and I, and I agree with what you're saying, but you said something at the beginning where when vaping first came out mm. um, and you'd be in a restaurant or in a public place and you'd be vaping and people didn't really say anything. Yeah. Um, I actually find vape smoke more offensive yeah. than I do cigarette smoke. Yeah, I mean, it's like a big cloud of fruitiness. Well, it's face. a giant cloud of your breath. Yeah, but I mean, you're breathing a giant cloud of my breath, anyways, right now. You just yeah, but can't I can't see it. see it, so it does. But and I can't, you know, and I can't, I can't taste it. Yeah, you know, that's one thing is I did learn that <coughs> we said you that have together, to be, yeah, you have to be polite of other people, even though yeah, it's it's not bothering me, and it doesn't smell like a cigarette. I still think that it's appropriate whenever you're vaping to be polite and conscious of the other people around you and it's like if i stay at somebody's house or if i'm at somebody's house yeah i don't just start vaping in their house i always right, right. i always ask them and now you can't really vape in public places except for walmart <laughs> right um, but you, you know it is you can't actually vape in walmart if they see you they'll kick you out they've never got me well there you go <laughs> okay, so so here's the you know I I have a lot of a lot of friends you know I know a lot of people that vape yeah. and I have a lot of friends that vape, um and it's it, it's kind of like a toss up and and it's the, I would say it's the same thing with cigarettes, um you know I used to work in the bars and and in the in clubs and whatnot mm-hmm. and the cigarette so there were there's always two types of people that are smokers or vapors right yeah. um there are the courteous people who um take their cigarette they go downwind of you. Um, mm-hmm. smoke their cigarette, um, stand out in the cold for a little bit longer, allow the smell to go away and don't come in smelling like cigarettes. Um, and the same thing with vapors, vapors who will step into another place or blow the smoke in a different direction, you know, so that, so that the person who's not vaping, um, doesn't get blasted in the face with this, um, don't get you know, and, out. and you don't smell Can, can I interrupt for a sec though? Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm not saying that all vapors are like this, 
but the majority of the people that I've encountered that vape typically don't care at all. And well, and that's that's what I was saying. So there's two sides. So then there's the other side, which is the same with the smokers that could give a rip and they just light up a cigarette five feet from a door. Um, even though the law is 25 feet, they don't care. They're going to yeah. smoke right there and you have to get blasted with this before you walk into a building or, or out on the street or whatever, um, which is a whole nother subject about smoking in bars that I have issue with. Um, making it illegal to smoke in bars was, was stupid. Um, and restaurants, to be honest. Um, that that whole law is one of the stupidest laws we've ever put on the books. Um, it should have been the opposite. Explain. The, the law should have been that if you're going to pass a smoking law like that, and this was obviously back before vaping existed, yeah. but if you're going to pass a law like that that restricts where you can smoke, <coughs> which I actually don't agree with at all anyway, because it's along the same lines as restricting freedom of speech or gun rights. Absolutely. It's, it's just another same, step. It's the yep. exact same type of thing. Yep. So I actually don't agree with it at all. But if you are going to pass a law like that, you make the law that you can't smoke outside of the restaurant. Yeah, reversed. You yeah, have you make to smoke reverse. inside so that or, or outside. within or within a designated smoking area. Right. And there yes. has to be a designated that's, smoking area. That's what you do is you make you make the law this well, is a so, designated so smoking area. Along those lines and we'll jump back onto the vape thing here in just a second, but along the smoking lines, um, so when that law first came out, um, uh, so if you wanted to go to a bar, you knew that in a bar there were going to be smokers. Mm-hmm. You smoke in a bar. You smoke and drink. That's the smell, right? It's that mix, and that's what's in the bar. Now we have what we, uh, what everybody has affectionately called Whiskey Row, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the strip of bars downtown. Um, and now you can't actually walk down Whiskey Row um, at any time, day or night, um, and enjoy the shops that are there mixed in with the bars um, and skip all the bars without getting literally nonstop smoked all the way down because now they can't smoke inside the bar. Now they have to smoke outside on the street. So what you're saying is that by passing their law, all that they did was transfer the secondhand smoke from the inside of the building to the outside of the building. Exactly. Correct. Where from the inside of the building, I can choose. Yeah. Right? I can say, you know what? I don't want to feel, I don't want to be secondhand smoked today. So guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to go in the bar. Right. Ka-chow. And the ventilation systems that they had in restaurants, I used to sit on purpose. I used to sit in the smoking section at the Denny's in Prescott Valley. Because of the ventilation system, it actually smelled better on that side Hmm. because you didn't actually get B.O., and you didn't get the nasty, certain food nasty smell right, right. because the ventilation system was so strong on that side to get the smoke out that I could literally sit next to my friend who is a smoker <laughs> while he's smoking at the table and not smell his smoke. Mm. And now they don't have that anymore, of course. And so, you know. Yeah, they got they got rid of smoking in restaurants when I was pretty young, so I barely even remember that. So I, I remember anyway, I remember I, it vividly, but of course I've got age on both of you guys. I, I do remember that as well. So the smoking in bar, in restaurants and bars and everything. And like the that. other side of it too is that that's a it's a freedom thing. Yeah, it's, you are literally taking the restaurant owner's freedom away on whether or not they want to have allow smokers in their restaurant. Yeah, right. But also, I don't know. It goes to a fine line between freedom and public health because yes, as I said, that we do transfer the the secondhand smoke from the inside to the outside um but in a lot of restaurants you know people want to sit down and they want to eat and secondhand smoke is a real thing and you know some people want to eat their food even if you can't smell it that doesn't mean that it's not affecting you. right but um, here but here's my point and it and it comes but and the, and the issue is is that it steps outside of that yeah. you cannot dictate I mean, you can, unfortunately, but you cannot dictate whether or not somebody is going to be healthy or not. Yeah, if you but... don't, if you don't want to have secondhand smoke, yeah. then the restaurant, as the freedoms that we have, that restaurant owner has decided that they are going to allow smoking in a certain section of their restaurant or in their whole and, restaurant. And you're not, you're and not, you are not obligated exactly. to go there. Yeah. And yeah. so, 
you know, I'd really like to go to that restaurant, but they have smokers. So guess what they're not getting? They're not getting my business. Yeah. And that's the restaurant owner's decision on that. And I actually happen and, to know. And I happen to know places that lost money. Really? Wow. Business lost money when that law went into place because all the smokers can't go there anymore. And so they actually lost money. For them, it killed their business or decreased it because we passed a law well, and this for is, all of the people that wanted is, to be this self-righteous. Is, this is the reason. This is the argument that I have against all of this. This is the problem with government regulation in general in this sense. Typically, government regulation causes... It, it doesn't benefit anyone. Yeah, it, it actually it, causes issues with businesses. Yeah, it causes a lag. It causes it damages the business to where they want. And, you know, back to segue back to the original question, the flavor ban on vaping. You know, it's it, to me, in my opinion, it's <coughs> ridiculous because you can go and get the hundred different types of cigarettes and whatever it. You yeah, know, but they all still the the issue is the and the reason that they're trying to they put want to make it so it doesn't appeal to kids. But right. guess what? Before kids vaped underage, they smoked underage, and they didn't and, really. And now care. with the new and now with the new with the new uh, tobacco law, yeah, you can't even actually smoke. Um, it's now twenty one. Yeah, you can't the get tobacco, tobacco products 20, until twenty one. I mean, guess what? Get, like, but guess what? That has it's not going to stop kids from smoking, and it never has. Now here, well, here's the other side. Now here's a question though. It. It changes the age that you can acquire tobacco products, but does it change the age that you can use tobacco products? Yeah, we'd have to read the law. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. We'll look that up for tomorrow. I'm not even going to try and do it right now. If you're saying change the age that you can use tobacco products, well, unfortunately... Purchase. 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 Yeah, and it does change the age that you you can purchase them. You cannot purchase them if you're under 18. Right, but but what we're asking is... Um, yeah. So, like with with You're like a hand, with like a handgun, with a firearm. Yeah, with yeah. a firearm, you, you can, can own, own a, a firearm, firearm and carry one yeah. and shoot one um, under the age of twenty one. Uh, a sidearm, a single sidearm. You can't purchase it; It has to be gifted to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And you can't purchase ammo. Yeah. Um, handgun ammo. You can't purchase handgun ammo. Let's be clear here, because um, in Arizona you can purchase because a rifle in Arizona you can purchase and rifle, rifle and rifle ammo, but you can carry a handgun. And so I know people that, you know, I've gifted, you know, I gifted a, a friend of mine. Um, I had an extra and he needed, I, I believe that everyone should own a, own a sidearm. Right. Um, and so uh, we went out to the range and, and I had a very inexpensive cheap gun that I could afford to gift and I gifted it to him. Yeah. Um, and so that's, you know, and that, and I know plenty of, I know a lot of those stories, you know. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's the, the, the gun side, but. Uh, you know, back to the vaping thing, I think the other side of it that irritates me more than anything is the fact that, uh, you know, when this whole thing started to become a deal that because these kids had passed away because of the that, the vape juice or whatever. That was all lies. But all the vape juice that they got was black market anyway. Exactly. It was, it it was, was already illegal. Yeah, it was. Well, uh, it turned into a, it segued well, into a whole. Well, let's, let's be clear. It wasn't lies. They did acquire vape juice that killed them. Yes. Let, let's be clear on what we're talking about here. But, yeah. No. No. The no, vape absolutely. juice. The vape juice that they acquired was not legally manufactured vape juice. It was not manufactured in an ISO certified. Lab. Exactly. It was let, manufactured let's, by let's, drug dealers. Let, let's this be clear. Is, but this, I just the reason I'm saying this, and, and this is because a lot ooh, of people polarized. No, the, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really pol- trying to polarize the issue. I, I want to be clear that when we're talking about this issue. They did die from vape juice. Yes, that yes, that is not a lie. However, this I am not. I am not. I am not negating the fact that it's black market vape juice and it wasn't made correctly. But what I am saying is that you can't deny the fact that it was vape juice in well, a in a vape device. Well, this is the thing, though. That yeah, no, you're you're correct. Yeah, and here's here's my point that I would like to make, though, is that um, okay, so. They, you can call it vape juice, sure, but at the at the end of the day, it was an unregulated sit, uh, substance on the black market, um, and it all those cases it was confirmed, I believe, that they had marijuana. They were vaping, they were vaping THC. 
Um, that's okay. why that's why it was when when THC is processed, it has to be absorbed into a fatty substance. That's why the liquid had vitamin E acetate in it was to absorb the THC and hold it within the liquid. Um, which it doesn't have to be processed like that, but drug dealers were doing that. It's like buying any illegal drug. It's like buying any illegal substance, illegal substance, illicit substance. Um, if you do that, you're taking your life into your own hands. Um, I have personal experience with that. Yeah. Um, I overdosed. I almost died. And it was nobody else's fault but mine. It wasn't the guy who sold me the drugs. Guess what? It was my fault at the end of the day because I chose to buy an illegal substance, one that I knew was illegal. And, yeah, I was 19. You, you, made, you made the decision yeah. is what you're saying. Yes, I made the decision to do that. Those, the, the kids that are, had lung failure, and I, I think it is very unfortunate that they died. But at the same time, I think that people need to know the truth and be accepting of the truth of the matter is that they did not die on a regulated substance. They died on an illegal drug. They they made the choice to, essentially they made the choice to do the illicit drug and paid the consequence with the OD. Yes. And that is what it is chalked up to in my mind is no, it's not a death from vape juice. It's a death from a drug overdose. And guess what? Right. We have thousands of drug overdoses every day in the United States. Yeah, and it's a it's a horrible epidemic. Yes. yes. And it's so the, the the hard part with that I think is that we live currently in a culture where everything of some sort is politicized. Yeah. Um it turns into a, a political something or another um, to put forth, you know, you mentioned big pharma earlier or whatever it may be. Um, and we could spend, you know, I mean, we could spend hours upon hours upon hours, um, you know, discussing conspiracy theories and all yeah. of that stuff. It's, it's um, whoever's agenda. It's their agenda to make money. Off so, of- so, but what we were originally talking about was just the, um, the insensitivity of vapors in general. Um, and we were talking about the difference between, you know, courtesy of a smoker and cur- a non-courtesy of certain smokers. But what Nick was saying, and, and I actually tend to agree with this, I know a lot of vapors. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in that group, most of the vapors that I know personally um, in that group are courteous about their vape. The other side of that is that most vapors that I run into out on the street could give a rip. And I've literally had smoke blown in my face out on the street, you know, they don't care. Um, And it seems to be um, like what Nick was saying is it seems to be like that the, the vape quote unquote community. And of course, I mean, we're in one town and one small section. So, you know, this is a pretty large statement to say, but it seems that the vape community tends to be less courteous um, than, you know, than, than courteous, Uh, you know? And so I, you know, meaning meaning the fact that, you know, I've seen I've seen vapors with the the tiny little USB looking ones, you know, that are super, super tiny, um, you know, sitting in a movie theater, you know, doing the you know, doing the 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 silent suck in their in their fingers, you know, and then blowing out smoke into the floor, you know, where nobody can see it. And it's like, what the f-? you know, we're I'm sitting in the movie theater. What the heck is that smell? Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's not courteous. That's rude. You know, I don't want to, you know, the other side of it too, is that with the cigarette, you've got a smoke, mm-hmm. right? Um, yes, you have a lot, you have, you have a lot of, of nasty chemicals in cigarettes. There's a combustion um, going on. There's, there's a combustions. Stronger, there's it's a lot stronger it, of a smell. It's a stronger smell. But what I'm talking, the other side of that is that it's, it's more a, obvious, it, but it's a smoke though. And it doesn't, um, it goes into your lungs and it doesn't get directly, you know, it doesn't go into your bloodstream as quickly as vape is you're taking a you're taking a chemical and you are immediately nebulizing that chemi- chemical and it's going literally directly into your br- bloodstream yeah. i mean that's passes, why they have passes through your lung wall without being filtered at all <clears throat> you know that's why they have nebulizers for um you know nebulizers for uh lung drugs and and air drugs i used to work in the i used to work in the in the um in the respiratory business um and we would you know we would set somebody up on a nebulizer and they would take their albuterol or you know whatever it was directly into their lungs um because it wouldn't they would they couldn't process it through a pill or or a shot or something like that so i you know i just wonder on on a on a purely scientific and care standpoint um i mean i totally understand that like you said 
less chemicals better for you than more chemicals. Yeah. Um, but the other side of that is, I mean, I've heard, I've read stories of this popcorn lung thing where, you know, uh, the, the tar lung and cancer from cancer, from, from, uh, from cigarettes is fatal, but it's also manageable from what I've read yeah, about popcorn lung is when, popcorn. is when you get that you're done. Yeah. There so, is no, there is no manage. So it's a matter of time. This before is, you're done. and I think this is the reason why a lot of the, a lot of the people that jumped on this bandwagon about this, this narc, <clears throat> this narcotic that was that was killing people. I think they jumped on the bandwagon more for the pointing out that well they were using this tool that all these other people use. Right. And they're immediately pointing. They're what they're doing is they're using a, uh, um, what a is tragedy, it, a straw man fallacy. No, no, that's not it. They're using. Um, they're using fear campaigning. Well, no, they're using they're using a fallacy where in oh, it's one a, it's a straw it's a straw it's a straw fallacy because you're using one thing to prove something else that doesn't you're coincide. Using, no, it's not a straw. It's not a straw man fallacy. Straw man fallacy is when someone's argument is invalidated because of who they are. Um, Correct. The, I forget what the fallacy is, but the fallacy is you use one unique case mm-hmm. to quantify the entire. The entirety of the situation of the of the of the subject. And yes. to be honest, and I, I think this is this whole conversation that we've been talking about right now. I think it I think it brings up a bigger issue, and the bigger issue is that vape hasn't been around long enough for us to really know. That is true. Yeah, it hasn't been around. And cigarettes have and, been around for hundreds of years. And yeah. and and my concern is that uh, there are a lot of people, and and I'm not. I'm not pointing you out. They're actually people that I used to work with that fit into this other group where they would literally be, we're in the cooler, working in the cooler, and they're vaping in the cooler. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm in here with you. Can you not do that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, as you um, said, I think it's important to be respectful. But they're, they're, they're the ones that are like, oh, this survey came out and it said it was perfectly safe. And it's like, how can there possibly be a survey that came out that said it's safe? The the I mean, when, is, well, is so that's the question. When did vape? Old. When did yeah? When did well, vape? When did vape start? I don't know when. I've it, been, was it I invented? Mean, okay, so personally, invented. my experience, I've been vaping for probably over seven to eight years now. Um, yeah, probably probably close to seven years, I think. Um, and yes, whereas cigarettes have been around for a lot longer, we know the effects of them. They. Obviously, at the point when cigarettes had first come out, they did not have the research. They said that they were good for your digestion. They said a lot of things that we know today are not true about cigarettes and combustion tobacco. Um, Now, the difference between today and when cigarettes had first come out is that we have a lot different ways to research substances. So, yeah, people always will counter with that argument that vapes have not been out for long enough, so we don't really know what it does to the body. Um, well, they, we, we can't, we can't I mean, legitimately say whether or not it's safe or not. Yeah, we can't, I mean, and that's not, and no, and okay. So British, uh, there's the college of pharmacists in British and Britain, um, where the UK, uh-huh. um, big medical Institute, they came out and they said that the thing with vaping is that it's, it's not, we're not going to come out and say that it's safe, which I think is fine. Nothing. Uh, you're putting something else into your body. No, it's not. It's, it's not, not air. Yeah. Come on. It's not. It's not safe. Um, <clears throat> but what they said is that it is less harmful than cigarettes, and I think that so. That it's is, a, essentially a lesser of two evils type thing. Yes, that is an accurate statement in my book. Um, my my personal experience is yeah. I don't know what this is going to do to me in fifty years. Um, but I don't know what breathing the air in an auto shop that I work at is going to do to me in 50 years either. That could give me cancer for all I know as well. Um, but I've been vaping for seven years. And it keeps you still, from smoking cigarettes. It keeps me from smoking cigarettes. I can still go, I can still go and enjoy activities that I would otherwise not. My health would be severely impacted by cigarettes. Um, as, as far as the immediate or you know short to midterm effects... I can still, this summer I went out and I hiked uh, at 14,000 feet elevation, um, and I was doing a backpacking trip. And your and, lungs were fine. Yeah, and yeah. when I was, uh, and I was vaping the whole time. Like, I wasn't vaping while I was hiking, but, like, when I stopped, I was vaping still, um, you know, <coughs> and I didn't have a problem with it. Um, 
you know the air gets pretty thin up there at that yeah. elevation so and the other side of that though is is that what we're so we're touching on all of this stuff but what we have missed also is the fact that every single person is different yes right oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. so you can hike yeah. as a vapor yeah. uh 14,000 feet and yeah. go hiking for however long and be fine if i went up to 14,000 feet i am not a smoker at all yeah um or a vapor and i would be hard pressed just because my body tile and and my I'm just different, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I think that's what it comes down to. So uh, to answer the question that we had earlier, and I'm not meaning to cut you off, but we are we are uh, we are over time actually. Um, to answer the question we had earlier, vaping as we know it was technically invented in 2001, so we're coming up on 20 years. Yeah. Um, and it was invented as a vapor to resemble smoke. Um, which could transport, of course, nicotine and ideally offer a similar experience to act, um, as actual smoking. Um, on a completely unrelated, well, no, com- not completely unrelated, but a completely side note to vaping, um, from a performer, um, having a fake cigarette that I can take a drag on and blow smoke out on stage without actually lighting up a cigarette um, from a theatrical person, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely awesome. Um, because then I don't have to, because uh, I have actually smoked on stage. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, I, and I know how to smoke a cigarette without actually inhaling it in my lungs while blowing out a, a similar type of smoke without, you know, the quantity. I can, I can do it in just my mouth. Um, and that comes, of course, from being a part, uh, cigar smoker from time to time. Um, but then my mouth tastes nasty for however long. So yeah. anyway... This has been uh, Pod Bros, uh, a production of Sound Bros Productions. We are uh, we are overtime today, but as always happens with uh, guests, we go overtime. Uh, we had our friend Andrew uh, here in the studio with us. Um, Andrew's a good buddy of us, of uh, ours. He's actually going to be moving to California here in a couple weeks, and we are going to miss you, him. Arizona terribly and we think he's crazy for going to California <laughs> but it's okay um I mean, uh, it might be a little bit I won't deny that <laughs> <laughs> so uh as we always end our show uh we hope you learned something because if you're not learning you're dying so have a happy new year and stay alive